Welcome back to the Everything Emaw Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I, of course, am your host, Joe Tillery. And today, with the Wildcats on a bye this past week, it's going to be a little bit less K-State-centric and more focused on general Big 12. So that being said, we'll get into things here. I'm going to take you a look around the Big 12, what I think of each team, who's actually got a shot to contend for the Big 12 title, and then we'll look ahead and talk about K-State's matchup with TCU this weekend. If you didn't hear last week's episode, I did mention that I got sick this past week, and my throat hasn't fully recovered from that yet, so I still sound a little bit nasally. I apologize. Um, It should be hopefully under wraps here by next week. By next week's episode, we'll see. Uh, But for now, I want to start you off by talking about those K-State Wildcats. K-State is currently sitting with an overall record of 5-1. Right behind TCU, they're in second place in the Big 12. Both TCU and Kansas State are 3-0 in conference play. So with this game this weekend, K-State's got an opportunity to go back to first place in the Big 12. The 17th-ranked Wildcats take on TCU on the road, the 8th-ranked TCU Horned Frogs, who have been just absolutely stellar this year. The Wildcats are coming off of a 10-9 victory over Iowa State two weeks ago and now have a pretty tough rest of the schedule to finish out the year. K-State sees TCU this weekend and the 11th-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys, 20th-ranked Texas, Baylor, who is kind of an interesting team, we'll talk about Baylor in a little bit, West Virginia, and then KU to finish off the season. Now, I know a lot of those teams have slid a little bit. Baylor looked to be a lot better at the beginning of the season than they are currently. But you still have to deal with Texas with Quinn Ewers, you still have to deal with OSU, and you still have to deal with TCU. TCU, a top 10 team in the country, this will be the first real taste of what K-State is as a team, and we should learn a little bit more. This game kicks off at 7 p.m., This coming Saturday, October 22nd, and it should be a great game. And I'll have a little bit more about that game here later in the episode. Now, let's talk about TCU then since we're on the topic. TCU actually has a really good schedule to finish out the Big 12. And I'm a little bit nervous for K-State in this sense. K-State definitely going to be the toughest game that TCU has left on the schedule. They do have a matchup with Texas, but for the most part, after K-State, so this weekend's game with K-State, top 25 matchup for both teams, TCU plays West Virginia, then Texas Tech, then Texas, Baylor, Iowa State. With only two top 25 teams in the last few weeks of the Big 12, you know, you got the matchup with K-State, that's going to be a tough one. You got the matchup with Texas, they're playing good, whatever, Ewers is healthy. But a lot of the other teams, I mean, it is the Big 12, someone could surprise on the team, but TCU is in a great position to make a run. I mean, you look at their first couple of games, obviously the first couple of weeks that, you know, they beat Colorado and Colorado is having a historically bad season, so that's not a ton to talk about. Then a couple of smaller teams, then they get to OU. And we know OU isn't the same OU we've had in the past, but it is still Oklahoma. They smack them 55-24. Then they beat KU, which is completely playing revamped. Obviously, they're in a bit of a slide now that Jalen Daniels is hurt. Beat KU, beat OSU and OT, which is a massive game. Oklahoma State and TCU. That game, I'm kind of surprised the game day wasn't there for that game. That was a massive game. You know you're a solid team when you lose, and you really don't drop that much. I'm pretty sure OSU went from like 8th ranked or 7th ranked to 11th ranked. Still got contention for the Big 12 title. It's just going to be tough. But TCU is in a great spot right now as it sits. It's going to be interesting to see how K-State handles this matchup, but I I, I don't expect TCU coming into this game with a lack of energy for any reason. I think TCU will be firing on all fronts, and I hope that K-State is doing the same. It should be a good matchup. K-State struggled a little bit with TCU in the past couple of years, but who knows? Maybe this year's a little bit different. New quarterback under the helm, new offensive coordinator. Things might be changing to Manhattan, but as it sits for TCU, they're in a great position to finish out the year. 
Now let's talk about Texas. Texas is in a really interesting situation because they're technically still not eliminated from the college football playoff picture. I saw a graphic where there's about 18 teams that are still that still have a chance to get to the college football playoffs, and Texas was left off there. And then reading through the comments, obviously you get every single Longhorn fan that's like, Texas is still technically got a shot. They're going to need about 8,000 things different to happen. And their schedule is no gimme. Texas beat Iowa State this past week. Shut out Oklahoma. Shut out Oklahoma. Beat West Virginia. Beat Texas Tech. They had a pretty easy front half to their schedule. Um, That game with Alabama, 20-19, proving yours is the real deal. Obviously gets hurt in that game. Misses a couple weeks. He's back. He's playing for the Longhorns. The Longhorns look good. But we're at a spot where it's kind of the turning point in the season. The Iowa State game was the last game where Texas didn't, not not to say a freebie, but Texas had, Texas was favored for sure. This week, they meet Oklahoma State, 11th ranked, still two top 25 teams. Granted, Texas has played well when they're playing a top 25 team. They go Oklahoma State this weekend. Weekend after that, they go to K-State, then follow that with TCU, KU, then to finish the season off Baylor. And Baylor still is a tough team. I mean, I don't want to write them off just because they lost to West Virginia this past week, but they're still a tough team. But in theory, you go top 25 OSU, top 25 K-State, top 25 TCU. Then you get KU, who's outside the window, but has played top 25 football at times this season. Same thing with Baylor. It is not a free schedule. They're currently sitting at 5-2 and two overall, one spot ahead of Oklahoma State. I don't know what it's going to stay. I mean, it's the same record as KU. I mean, the conference record is one game better than KU's. But Texas is kind of an interesting team right now. I think they've got a lot of upside still for this season. But we're going to learn a lot about Texas and a lot about Quinn Ewers the next couple of weeks. They've got some big matchups that everybody's going to want to see in the next couple of weeks. And it should really help us figure out who actually has a shot at winning the Big 12 title and who's just pretending. Moving forward to Oklahoma State. Now, Oklahoma State's in a really interesting spot. They're a really solid football team. But every time they've been tested this season so far, I mean, they they really haven't played spectacular. I mean, they are a good team, but the schedule has been pretty, with the exception of TCU, it's been pretty easy to start the season off. Oklahoma State, top 10 team coming into the season, right around there all year, started off the season with a couple of big blowout wins. Then you go to Baylor. That was, it was at the start of the season, that was a massive game in the Big 12. OSU beats him by 10. OSU beats Texas Tech by 10. And that's where we don't know if Donovan Smith starting a quarterback. We don't know who's starting a quarterback for Texas Tech. So I'm not looking into that game much either. Then you play TCU. And TCU is proving they're a solid team. TCU beats them in overtime 43-40. We talked about that a little bit on TCU's breakdown. Oklahoma State kind of has the K-State thing going for them where they have really good teams to close out the year. Oklahoma State has a matchup with Texas this weekend. And a lot of me is leaning Texas in this game. I could be wrong. I don't know what the spread is off the top of my head, but I'm leaning Texas in that game. I might actually be able to pull up that spread real quick just to give you an idea of where it's at. I would assume, before I look at the actual number, I'd assume it's about, I don't know, six and a half maybe in favor of OSU. It feels like it, that could be pretty solid. It could be completely wrong. It looks like the line for that game is six. Okay, so I was pretty close to on the money. Forget that. In this game, Texas is favored by six, not OSU. Not OSU. Texas is favored by six. Texas is on the road at Oklahoma State. I don't like that spread much. But they must know something I don't. 
Oklahoma State is still a great football team. I like Texas. I don't like them to cover six. I do not like them to cover six. I might like them to win by a field goal in overtime. I don't like them to cover six. That being said, Texas is an opportunity to beat a really solid football team. If that happens, that'd be massive for the program. But Oklahoma State got Texas this weekend, then K-State the weekend after that, then KU, like we mentioned, just outside looking in, still a pretty good team. It's going to depend. I, I mean, there's so much going on, and we'll talk about this with KU with the Jalen Daniels injury. I just wanted to give you a heads up on that. It's going to be an interesting conversation with that. Then they go to Iowa State. That's not too hard of a game. OU, I think by then, should at least have their game figured out somewhat. Somewhat OU figuring it out. I can't guarantee it by any means, but I think they should have stuff figured out, especially after a get-right game with KU. That was a big win for OU to get their first win in Big 12 play. And they close out with West Virginia. Not too bad, but they are still a hungry football team, especially after beating Baylor last week. OSU still got a chance, and obviously they're you know a top three team, top four team in the Big 12 currently. I could see them realistically in the next couple of weeks standing you know up there with TCU pretty evenly. It's all going to depend on K-State. K-State is the wild card for this division. But as it sits right now, I could see OSU and TCU fighting for that Big 12 championship. Now, let's talk about the Jayhawks. I don't really talk about KU that much on this podcast, mostly because I hate them. But second of all, because it's the K-State podcast, I do want to mention a little bit about this Jalen Daniels injury. So, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's been a really, really weird scenario. So, Jalen Daniels, there's a report leaked. Okay, he's got a shoulder injury. He's done for the year. I'll find the exact tweet. He mentioned it. But Jalen Daniels then replies to that tweet and says, You know, basically like, oh, this is definitely news to me. I I had no idea. I thought I was playing. And I don't really know what's going on. I don't think anybody really knows what's going on. But a false report is one thing. But Jalen Daniels coming out and saying, I had no idea, is a whole different thing. Here's the exact tweet. So this is from Zach Boyer, and he is a follower with KU, and I think he's just a general reporter for KU Athletics. He mentions Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels is expected to miss the rest of the season with a grade three sh- separation of his right shoulder, per sources. It's a tough blow for Daniels, who is opening a lot of eyes nationally for himself and the Jayhawks start. It's Jason Bean's team now. Within maybe an hour or two hours of that tweet releasing, Jalen Daniels then replies and said, sheesh, that's news to me with a question mark emoji. So what is it? Do we have a quarterback? Do we not have a quarterback? Do we not have Jalen Daniels? We'll see. Either way, Jason Bean, who who balled out in that OU game in relief of Jalen Daniels, had a significantly tougher week this past week uh, with OU. It just didn't look like the same team it has, and Jalen Daniels really has been a stud for KU. They're currently sitting at 5-2 in the Big 12. I don't think they really have much of a shot for contention much. In all honesty, I I could see KU maybe only winning, and this is not the K-Stater in me, I think I could realistically only see KU winning one or two more games this season. I think two games is is not a gimme. I think they could win one more game realistically this season, and then that's it. It's going to depend on if they get Jalen Daniels back and when they do. Uh, but realistically, I don't see it happening. I think KU could beat Baylor this weekend. I actually like Baylor in that game right now. Even though KU has played well with Bean, it's just not, it's just not the same team. The team feels different without Jalen Daniels on the field. And I'm sure that that's reflected in the locker room a little bit as well. Let's pull up that spread real quick so I can give you an idea of what that's at. So Baylor's currently favored by 7.5 over KU. 
yeah, I mean, that seems about fair. You never know what you're going to get, especially with, with a backup quarterback taking over. Uh, but KU goes to Baylor this weekend. Then OSU, that should be a loss as well. Texas Tech, and they look like a completely different team last week. Texas Tech, I don't know. They're, they're just really interesting to see at the quarterback position specifically. So Tech, obviously, I mean, I mean, they've been in a lot of games. That's the difference, is they've been close in a lot of games. It's been a lot of seven, ten-point losses. So Donovan Smith has been has been all right at times. I mean, I don't want to say he's been bad by any means, but he hasn't looked that spectacular. Baron Morton plays this past week. Goes 39 of 62 for 379 yards, two touchdowns, and a score. He adds 16 carries, 46 yards, and a touchdown on top of that. He looks like the quarterback of the future. He's a freshman as well. I mean, he's a young kid. This is supposed to be his redshirt season. He's playing as a backup quarterback. Came in and balled out against a really good OSU team. And I think that's going to give Texas Tech fans a lot of confidence going forward. But I don't know. I think they'll still probably end up beating KU. Then you get Texas. That's probably going to be a loss unless something similar to last year happens. And then K-State, probably also going to be a loss KU has had a great start to the season. I just don't see it going much better for the rest of the way out. Moving on. Then we kind of have a lot of teams in a, in a little bit of the same category. Texas Tech, like I mentioned, has been a really up-and-down team where they've been in games, but Donovan Smith just hasn't led them to where they want to be. And I think that starting Morton at quarterback is going to be a little bit different going forward, but I don't know. You know, It's a little bit too late at this point. They've already lost three overall. They're 1-2 and two in conference play. I don't realistically see them going and competing. The biggest stat for Texas Tech that I want to highlight, 3-0 at home, 0-3 on the road. When they're on the road, they're not winning games. At home, they're going to play you well. We'll see, you know. West Virginia follows into that same category. They had a really interesting past week. West Virginia ends up beating Baylor this past week. I was rooting for West Virginia big. Because Baylor's been the team that, that still is a, is a tough team and is going to compete. But... West Virginia just played this. West Virginia played solid, competitive football, and I hadn't seen that from them to this point in the season. West Virginia currently sitting as well at three and three. There's a lot of those middle of the road teams right now in the Big Twelve. Baylor realistically does not have a chance much in the Big Twelve left. They've got three good games coming up to play. KU's good for them on the schedule. Texas Tech's good on the schedule. OU's on the schedule, and in the back three they go K State, TCU, and Texas. Not ideal, but Baylor's still a good team. OU, OU. So. They're not in contention for anything. I don't think they're a great team either. I think they've got some coaching issues, and I think they've got some stuff surrounding the program as a whole that they need to address. It seems like case when K-State beat him, 41-34, K-State beats him. Then they lose another one to OU, 55, or sorry. Then they lose another one to TCU, 55-24. And they get shut out by Texas, 49-0. They get their first win in Big 12 play last week over KU. 52-42. They're still giving up points. That defense is bad. They play Iowa State this weekend, which should be a pretty good two-game slide for them. I think they'll beat Iowa State this weekend. Then they got Baylor. That'll be a toss-up. West Virginia should be a win, ideally. Then you go OSU and then Texas Tech. If nothing else, they can satisfy fans by piecing a couple of good wins together. But 4-3 and three overall, 1-3 and three in conference, I don't know. It just doesn't look like the team of old that I've seen. And I think with Brent Venables coaching, there's going to be some questions that still need to be answered. And I'm sure the fans aren't happy watching this team play. 
Got their first win. That was a big one this past week. But that being said, let's move on to Iowa State. Iowa State, I don't know, man. They've been, they're a weird team right now. They are currently sitting in last in the Big 12, which, you know, whatever. They've been in so many close games this season. You know, I, I don't want to just dog Iowa State or anything because they have played pretty solid football. And they've got one of the best defenses in the Big 12. So they lose to Baylor by a touchdown, start things off. They lose by a field goal to KU because their freshman field goal kicker shanks three consecutive field goals. That's rough. 11-14, they lose that game. Then K-State, they lose by an, by an extra point. 10-9, K-State doesn't give up a touchdown. Then they play Texas, lose by a field goal. They've got Oklahoma, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, then TCU to finish off. Honestly, it kind of feels like a win for the program if they can keep these games close, but they feel like the Nebraska of the Big 12 right now, where it's, all right, Iowa State's going to keep it close. They're not going to win these games late. And that's what we've seen so far. 0-4 in conference play, it's rough. 3-4 and overall. You know, we'll see. I think the real question with the Big 12 is, how good is K-State? TCU has proved to be the front runner for the Big 12. Oklahoma State has proved that they're going to be up there as well. I don't think Texas realistically is going to win the Big 12. This could age horribly, but I don't see them in the same light that I see these top three teams, TCU, OSU, and K-State. The difference with K-State is their wins haven't been spectacular. They haven't had a... I mean, the OU game looked great, but that was also before we looked at OU and realized how bad they actually were. TCU has looked dynamic, explosive, tough to beat. Same thing from Oklahoma State. K-State has showed some weakness in their game, but I do want to highlight a couple of stats that I think are really interesting and should be a proven factor if these stats can continue going. K-State is the only team in the entire country that is yet to throw an interception. Not just Adrian Martinez, a quarterback, the entire team. The only team in the country. That's impressive. I don't know how good this team is going to be when TCU comes knocking, when OSU comes knocking. They can beat teams like Tech, West Virginia, Baylor, OU. What's it going to be like when the competition's there? And I know everybody wants to knock K-State for losing to Tulane, but how about a top 25 team? Ranked for the first time since 1998. That's huge. Tulane's a good football team. That looks a little bit better. K-State still has a chance, and I, I mean, this is the optimist in me. Not only does K-State have a good chance to win the Big 12, they've got a chance to make the college football playoffs. They basically have to win out. They have to win out. So they've got to beat a good TCU team. They're going to have to beat a good OSU team. They're going to have to beat Baylor. They're going to have to beat Texas. And the last two I'm not too worried about, West Virginia and KU. If they can get through these next three, four weeks and be sitting at 7-1, and 8-1, and one, excuse me, that is huge. And K-State looks like the team that could make that run. Uh, if you want to, if you want a fun bet, plus ten thousand odds right now for K State to win a national championship. Um, you know, Alabama losing or Alabama beating Texas by a point gave me a little bit of confidence, but I have not taken that bet yet. But I think this weekend is going to be pretty telling for K State, and I'm really excited to see how the boys handle it. You know, Adrian Martinez really has been effective with the football and has been finding ways to win. I hope that K State can find another way to win this weekend in a massive game for the Wildcats. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Everything EMOP podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Once again, I'm your host, Joe Tillery, and I apologize that today wasn't as K-State focused. 
with the bye week, I wanted to take you a little bit around the Big 12 and let you know what I'm seeing, what I'm thinking about each team. I hope K-State can get a massive win here this weekend. That game is 7 o'clock, kicks off this Saturday, 7 o'clock in Fort Worth. K-State's going to have to play well on the road, and I am so excited to watch it. Thank you so much. Looking forward to another great week of football. Go Cats!